Good morning. Welcome to my live stream, 500 feet above the streets of New York City. This morning, we're going to try to figure out why people are bothered by Bill Burr and his wife, Nia. Now, the question is very, very simple. And you know what? You're going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. Why are people so bothered by Bill Burr's wife, Nia, flipping off Trump? Why are they so bothered by that? And why are they saying it's classless, where it's the same people that that are constantly saying F Biden <laughs> politics, stupid, oh, stupid politics. Oh, it's just ruining relationships. It's ruining families. Oh, stupid S politics. Who gives a crap that Bill Burr's uh, wife uh, flipped off uh, Trump at UFC 295? Who cares? I bet you Dana White wishes he didn't never gave Bill Burr tickets, though. <laughs> tickets, though, as my voice gets uh, a bit higher. Oh, my God. Uh, what's up, Tom Taylor? What's going on? Apostrophe 6-5. Bill Burr's not funny. He hasn't been funny in a whole bunch of years. <laughs> oh, my God. Bill Burr is woke now. He's woke. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no one likes Bill Burr. I, I heard that one all weekend. No one likes Bill Burr. He just sold out Madison Square Garden, but no one likes Bill Burr. And even uh, someone that, uh, you know, is just lovely. Pretty Plus More is a lovely person. She lives down there in New Orleans. She supports pretty much everything I do. And she was the one that said uh, no one likes Bill Burr. Know who uh, no one likes, obviously? Me! Cheers. I'm not selling out uh, Madison Square Garden. I'm at my windowsill talking to a few hundred people. So so if you want to use the uh, no one likes BS, it, it would probably be for me. So cheers on that. Cheers on that. But pretty plus more, she threw her hat into the whole uh, Bill Burr uh, ring. And I like the... I like the pretty plus more. And, I, you know, this is what's uh, this is what's crazy in this world. I'll still like the pretty plus more. I don't give a crap uh, if uh, you guys don't agree with me. I don't give a crap if you don't uh, line up with me politically, which is. Wow. Wow. Don't like the Biden. Don't like the Trump. Wow. Right down the middle. Uh, but uh, what was funny about the pretty plus more, you know. Then everyone, but everyone started attacking her because to say, uh, to say, uh, uh, no one likes Bill Burr anymore, knowing that he just sold out Madison Square Garden, I think the night before, that's kind of, I mean, let's be honest, that's kind of silly, right? It's kind of silly, right? Uh, what's Vincent Scaramuzzo saying? Bill seems like a great guy. I hope he doesn't have another Jada on his hands. Oh my, oh my. I've met the Nia. I met the Nia. Uh, I uh, I only uh, I only uh, I, I uh, all I all I'll say I, what I'm trying to say is she's a lovely person. I was trying to articulate that in a much better way for the people out there. But Nia goes way way back in the uh, the New York City comedy scene. Um, I, I hate to tell you this, but a lot of New York comics that you know and love like the Nia. She's actually a lovely gal. She's all right. Strong woman. She's a strong woman.
And in this society, uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't like women in general, but they certainly don't like a strong woman. Hey, Bill, you got to keep your woman down. Keep her under control. I, I heard that a lot, too. But the pretty plus more with the uh, no one likes Bill Bird, knowing that <laughs> he just sold out Madison Square Garden. And then everyone was attacking her. And then the best part about it was that uh, then she said, uh, next you're going to tell me uh, Friends is funny, the TV show Friends. And then I retweeted that and I just wrote, welcome back. <laughs> Jesus. Why, though? This is the question today. Why are people so bothered by, by what Bill Burr's wife did? Who gives a crap? It's a stupid politician. We should be flipping the bird at every politician out there. That's my two cents. I, I can't wait to hear his two cents in the morning. That's my two cents. Every single one of us should be flipping the bird at every single politician. Every single one of them. What's Craig saying? Hi, Craig. Good morning, Oh, Would you consider doing an ONA movie, but with Adam Sandler playing Anthony? <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. It's not like Trump's a good person. Trump takes her, Trump Trump takes sledgehammers to everybody. I think Trump can handle it. If Trump can handle it, then maybe you should be able to handle it. Oh, I know this is not an uh, uh, not a popular opinion. I understand that. I understand if I just took my tongue and just started lopping, lopping, lopping. Or is it lapping? I think it's lopping. Uh, lopping Trump's you-know-what. I would get way more uh, people, but I can't do that. I can't. I, 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 I can't. Because unlike a bunch of you, I'm not dishonest. I'm going to tell you how it is. Boy, I'm going to tell you how it is. The dishonesty of people with the Bill Burr thing is just ridiculous. Hey, have you watched Bill Burr's movie yet? I did. I liked it. Um, I I wasn't blown away by it or anything, but I liked it. It was all right. What is it called? Um, something Dads or something like that on, on the Netflix. I saw it. It definitely held my attention. It definitely uh, had some good, uh, good scenes, some funny scenes. Uh, I wouldn't put it up there with uh, the great uh, comedies of all time or anything like that, but it definitely kept our interest, and we liked it. People uh, that say Bill Burr isn't funny don't know what funny is. It it's stupid. The dishonesty of the old Opie and Anthony uh, fan base is ridiculous. It pisses me off because Bill Burr was a huge part of Opie and Anthony, a huge part. And when Jim Norton went off to Hollywood to uh, be in the Louis C.K. TV show, that was a stinkeroo, unfortunately. Uh we invited Bill Burr to be, uh, you know, on the show full time until Jimmy came back. And it was so much fun doing radio with Bill Burr. So much fun. And the one thing, Opie could play mustard. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, the one thing about Bill Burr, and this is where the dishonesty comes from, like Bill, from the beginning on Opie and Anthony, just beat the crap out of everything. Everybody, everything. Went after the establishment. That's why I like Bill Burr. And the, the event that put him on the map was him down there in Philly ripping apart every institution that uh, Philly holds close and dear to their hearts. And people forget that. That's who Bill Burr is and his comedy. So there's really no surprise that his wife, Nia, would flip uh, 
flip uh, Trump off at UFC 295 at uh, Madison Square Garden. I, I laugh because the best part of the whole flipping of uh, the Trump thing is uh, <laughs> this is where we do, this is where we can all laugh. All right. And this doesn't go to Bill's uh, uh, wife uh, specifically. I, we've all been in that situation, though. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> this is where I'll laugh. Bill had no idea. <laughs> he had no idea at first why uh, the whole crowd was booing. Because Bill, I think, was kind of going, oh, wow, that's Trump. He's right there. His face is like this, right? And Nia's behind uh, Bill, uh, giving the double salute. And Bill's like, why is everyone booing? He can't figure it out because he didn't see her do it officially. Everyone's booing. And then he probably looked up at the big uh, Jumbotron and went, ah, nah. Ah, hell nah. <laughs> That's what I find funny about the whole thing, that Bill had no idea at first that his wife was right behind him giving uh, Trump the double birds. That makes me laugh. And, you know, you got to find you got to find the humor in all this. And then he's probably, what did you do? What did you do? And my point is, it doesn't matter if it's Nia or somebody you went out with or certainly someone I went out with in the past. These women, I was going to say broads, but that's, yeah. Yeah, let's say it. These broads. Sometimes they'll get you in a situation, right? Cheers. Cheers on that. Cheers on that. Sometimes a woman will get you in a situation. I was uh, once, uh, you know, in a car with a, with a gal. What's up, John Quartz? $4.99. I made $4.99. Uh, good morning, Open Squad. Fivers and likes. That's right, fivers and likes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was in a car with this gal, and uh, there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a few motorcycle guys in front of me, and they were the scary kind. And uh, they were going a little too slow, I guess, for the, uh, for the gal that I was driving with. So she reached over and just, <laughs> and uh, I was like, ah, oh, no, you just put me in a situation. And they turned around and they were scary to begin with. And they're now flipping me the bird. And I'm just like, ah, I can, there's nothing I can do. There's not, it didn't escalate or anything like that. But my point is from time to time, a woman will get you in a situation. That's for sure. Why is everyone booing? You know, Bill Burr's on uh, top of the mountain. He just, he's in Madison Square Garden literally the day after he sold it out for the New York uh, Comedy Festival. I guess he had dice open up for him, which was kind of cool. Um, and he's just on cloud nine. Now he's invited to UFC 295. Dana White probably personally invited him. And there he is in uh, Celebrity Row. And he's just loving life. Life's good. Life's good. Why are they booing? <laughs> ah, no. Nah. He probably went, ah, oh, no. Ah, oh, no, man. Nia can protect Bill if he gets belly bumped. You know what? That's very, very funny. If you know, you know. Facebook user, that's very, very funny. Cheers to you. Person woke up now. <laughs> that's really funny, dude. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. You never knew Bill Burr then, man. That's that's my point today. Then you never knew Bill Burr. 
What put him on the map was him and Philly at one of the virus tours just beating the shit out of Philly at everything they loved. And people started booing the guy like, F you, because they didn't really know him yet. They knew him, but they didn't know him well. And then he was so funny by taking down Philly that they gave him a standing ovation uh, by the end of it. That's Bill Burr. That's that's who Bill Burr always was, always. So you didn't know who Bill Burr was all those years on Opie and Anthony then. Uh, Burr's uh, a woke, self-hating white guy now. He is what he hated back in the day. That's just stupid. Just stupid. Mud sharks tonight. That's just stupid. <laughs> I can't tell you how stupid that is. Oh, Opa, uh, the closet lib. Uh, see, this is, I don't respect, the uh, king of all diffs, I don't respect any of this because these are ju- just stupid, dumb talking points because if you don't agree with the narrative that Trump is the greatest thing to ever walk planet Earth, then you're a lib or this or that. And that's just dumb and stupid. I've proven, especially you, King. You've been with me on these live streams for ye- four years. You've heard my political points on everything. And and it, it doesn't match up that I'm a, a that I'm a lib. It doesn't. Do do I have a, a a couple lib talking points? Of course. Do I have a a bunch of uh, conservative talking points? Of course. You especially should know, dude. Knock it off. Who cares that Bill Burr's wife flipped the president off? Who cares? Guess what? You're gonna still be paying through the nose, no matter who the president is. You're still gonna be struggling to try to figure out you know, uh, money to go on a dumb vacation somewhere. Nothing will change if, he, if he's uh, president again. Personally, I, I sort of want him to be president again just for the show. Just for the show. But I would never think in a million years that he would make my life better. And that's where I'm stupid. Because if I just believed and drank the Kool-Aid, then my numbers would be two, three times higher. I know that, but I can't do that. Stupid. I'd be embarrassed if my wife did that. Then I'd give her a good talking to. Oh, wow, you're a tough guy. Mud Sharks Unite, you're a tough guy. Would you give her a backhand, would you? <laughs> Shut up. You'd give her a good talking to, would you? This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to receive your first month free. And we all know what Blue Chew is, right? It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Imagine that, chewable tablets that can supercharge your performance. The best part, you can take them anytime, day or night. So whether you want to plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Blue Chew has got you covered. Okay, here's how it works. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. No more awkward conversations with the doctors or waiting in line at the pharmacy. It's all done online, discreetly, and conveniently. Oh, and by the way, it comes to your house in a discreet package. It doesn't say like, border pills on the side of the box. And you know, they always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Blue Chew can help you leave a lasting impression where it counts. 
But oh, does it work, or are you just saying all this to get a few bucks for your podcast? Man, you don't have to take my word for it. Try Blue Chew free for a month and see for yourself. Trust me, you're going to love it. Did I mean that? All right, here's the exclusive offer for you. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code OP, O-P-I-E at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com. Use the promo code OP, O-P-I-E to receive your first month free. Once again, bluechew.com, promo code OP, O-P-I-E to receive your first month free. God, why do people get so bent out of shape about politics? I, I don't get it. It's so stupid. Like I said, you want, you know, people like, I can't wait for your live stream. I want to hear what you have to say about this. It's very, very simple. You don't even have to watch anything else. We should all be flipping off every politician. You got the, the Mayor Adams, right? You know, supposedly he's been doing some illegal stuff as he, uh, as he runs this city uh, behind me. Right? Everything is going up, 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 up. The cost of living in New York City is insane. That's why when we're way out at the beach, we, we go to a supermarket to buy groceries. I, 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 uh, I brought about five or six bags of groceries home to New York City, right? It was uh, a little over $200. One bag of groceries at this stupid supermarket uh, that's very close to here will cost you over $100 per bag of groceries. They don't have shopping carts because they know no one's going to fill up a shopping cart in New York City. Uh, someone uh, posted, did Kenny chest bump Trump out of the way? Very funny. That is very, very funny. Uh, you know, uh, the humor around it, I, I, I'm i all about the humor around it. Like I said, uh, I wish I was there when Bill Burr uh, came to the realization that everyone was booing because his wife just flipped off the president. That would make me, <laughs> that would make me laugh. The moment that he realized that happened, that would make me laugh. 100, even though I support Bill Burr, because Bill Burr's never turned his back on me. Bill Burr's never said no to me. I still text Bill Burr and he gets right back to me. Every once in a while, he'll uh, text me about hockey or something. When I was starting the uh, the OP Radio podcast, I'm, I'll say it again. You know, I was starting the uh, the uh, – the uh the podcast and i was trying to get some heavy hitters on there in the early days i ended up getting a bunch of heavy hitters on actually but a lot of people just turned their back on me and said no and i saw that bill burr was in town it was it was the same thing i i did with rogan and and stupid rogan ignored my text and never even got back to me he didn't even have the balls to come up with some lame ass reason why he can't do my podcast he just decided you know if i ignore it it'll just go away and right around that same time, not, not much after or before, I saw that Bill Burr was coming to town. He was playing Madison Square Garden. It was sold out. He wasn't in need of selling tickets or anything like that. And he came to New York. And, uh, you know, what people don't understand is that Bill Burr is way more famous than, uh, than the Opie and Anthony show ever was. I mean, it's not even close. And so if he's coming into town – to do a sold-out Madison Square Garden, his time is going to be very valuable, and, he, and he's going to have a lot of people wanting him for all sorts of stuff, like real stuff too, like real TV interviews and much bigger podcasts and radio shows and print media. So I saw that he was coming uh, to town. I texted him. I go, yo, Bill, uh, you know, starting up this podcast, I would love to have you on, you know. He goes, when? That was his text back, when? Not in 
when, because maybe I could do it. It was when, as in, just tell me the time and the day and I'll be there. Guys never turn his back on me. So why would I turn my back on Bill Burr? And then every year, I think that, I think this past one was the first year that Bill didn't uh, officially invite me to the Patrice O'Neill benefit. But he said over the years, you're, obviously you have an open invite every year. And for a whole bunch of years, uh, I just stopped going to it for no no reason. Uh, I, uh, I I would get a text from him every year, every year. Patrice O'Neill benefit, love to see it every year, every year. So um, there you go. There's my stance on Bill Burr. Seven nine nine, Luigi. You're only defending uh, Bill Burr and his thing because they hate Ant. Truth, that's really just stupid. I, I don't I don't care. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what happened to the Open Anthony audience. They've they've lost their minds. You're only defending Bill Burr and his uh, his thing because they hate Ant. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. I don't live my life wondering what Ant's up to. Truth is, Bill Burr hates you too, and you know that deep down. Stuff. Okay, thank you. This is just, this is just the ridiculousness of uh, what used to be such a great audience. The Opie and Anthony audience was so great, and now you have to deal with crap like this. That is that couldn't be further from the truth. Just because you say it doesn't mean it's it, it's it's true. There, Luigi. I wished uh, Anthony the best. He uh, went through some kind of major heart uh, surgery. It's up to him to to explain all that, but I think he's pretty much said uh, said just that. I wish wished him nothing but the best and a full recovery. But I don't want anything to do with the guy because I don't. I just don't want to be around him anymore. So where's this coming from? This is just garbage. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware that Bill and uh, and Anthony had a thing. And I'm aware that Joe Rogan tried to fix the thing between Bill and uh, and Anthony. It didn't work. I'm aware of all of it. But why would that influence my relationship with Bill Burr? Why? I went to one of the Madison Square Garden shows. I go, yo, Bill, you know, you're, you're playing Madison Square Garden. I'd love to see it, you know? It was more like I reached out um, because I wanted to see him personally. You know what he did? Me and my wife, literally front row tickets without even here. Oh, my God. And here. Here's a patch. Come backstage after. I would love to say hi. This was after, you know, uh, uh, Bill was uh, becoming a massive star in L.A. He never forgot. Never forgot. Uh, What's up, Greg Buell? How are you? Holy crap, you guys want to talk today. All right, I can, I can just scroll through the comments, no problem. Uh, Super Chats get to, to the front of the line. I'll just read. I, I don't care what you write. I'll, I'll read your garbage. I'll read your nonsense that you just make up in your head because I don't agree with you. Uh, no problem. I'll read your garbage. People taking cheap shots at me on Twitter because I was like defending Bill. Just stupid, cheap shots that are not even based on any reality whatsoever. Bill Burr's wife is here to liberal New York. What? Is a, is a hero, maybe? Is a hero to liberal New Yorkers, right? I, I don't know. Maybe. I would imagine a whole bunch of people in New York loved that she did that. Yeah, I guess. So? So? There's your sunrise, by the way. My God. It's going to be a glorious day. To fight about Trump and Biden. 
Trump going to his seat with his own entrance music. <laughs> Jesus. It's a show, boys and girls. The whole thing is a damn show. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show, but don't take too much of this stuff seriously, please, because nothing is changing in your life. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, what? Nothing will change with President Trump again? We'll get rid of a few million illegals every year for starters. Maybe we'll start getting respect again around the world and there'll be a few less wars. All right. Thanks, Bob J. All dumb talking points. Uh, that, you know what's so funny about that, Bob J? Those aren't even your those aren't even your thoughts. They're literally not your thoughts. That's a copy and paste. What do you think? Most of you don't have your own thoughts. You just copy and paste crap. And before you, before you, before you get, we have a major immigration problem in America. Of course we do. And we have the means to completely shut down the border. I don't know why we don't do it. People would say Trump was a little better at that than uh, the Biden, but uh, he didn't shut down the border either. We have the means. We have, a, uh, we have a lot of guys right now that aren't fighting a war. Thank God, by the way. Thank God. And uh, we could easily send a, a whole bunch of people down there to completely secure the border until we could figure this crap out. And no matter who the president is, we don't do it. And if you need to hear that Trump was a little better than Biden, so be it. Is that okay? All right, buddy. He wasn't great either at it. Teddy, Trump had the greatest economy, stopped, and didn't start any illegal wars. Highest employment, but he was mean on Twitter, so he's a bad <laughs> Okay, thanks, Teddy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Corruption in New York City? No. Yeah, exactly. And now the mayor, the mayor of New York City. Just had the FBI. The FBI told his security to beat it. You have no jurisdiction here. And they marched in into the, I think it was, a, you know, an SUV. And they confiscated the mayor of New York's cell phones. Big corruption scandal that's unfolding. And we haven't heard a peep from him since, by the way. Oh, well, he can't really, he can't really communicate. He doesn't have a phone right now. <laughs> The mayor of New York City doesn't have a cell phone right now. <laughs> oh, my God. He's old school. He's got a beeper. The mayor of New York City now has a beeper. And he's looking for the last phone booth that's still in operation here in New York so he could, uh, you know, so he could call some people. That's, that's what's going on with the mayor of New York City right now. I would flip all of them off. I'd just walk down the street just flipping everybody off. I know the likes are going to be down a little bit because I, I know that, uh, you know, I because I, 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 I'm not following the narrative. I'm not following the narrative that I need to now hate Bill Burr because of his wife flipping off the president. So I know my likes are going to be low today. I'm not stupid. It's free to be like this, though. It's free to just speak your mind and not worry about, like, the ramifications I love it. I love that I could do this. I love that I could take the piss out of both sides of the of uh, uh, both uh, of both political parties is what I was trying to say. But I couldn't figure out the next word to keep that statement going. <laughs> uh, put up the time Burr was on the Opie podcast. That would be great. 
I just talked about it on my Twitter, OP Radio, actually, because um, someone someone tweeted uh, a video from his appearance on uh, the early days of my podcast, um, and he was talking about uh, getting a colonoscopy. It was really a lot of fun, me, him, and um, and uh, Carl Ruiz. And the one thing I, I, I maybe I said this over the years, I don't know, but so it was really good to see Billy. He does my podcast, you know, and then we take a couple pictures, and then we're talking. After the mics were off, just catching up. He was asking about my family and stuff. I was asking about his kids and, and, and his wife, Nia, if you want to know the truth. And then um, and then he pulls me aside. He's like, dude. I'm like, huh? And he walks me, you know, away from Carl. And he goes, that guy is really fucking funny. I'm like, I know, man. We're having so much fun doing this damn thing. And then he's like, all right, it was great to see you. Keep in touch, which he has. And then he, then he took off to, you know to uh, play drums in an empty Madison Square Garden again and and then uh, do a sold-out show. The guy's just killing it. I'm, I'm very happy for his success. Oh, I love you, but you have the political opinions of a high school student. Well, thank you, King of All Diffs. I greatly appreciate it. Know what that means? I'm not spending my time on this garbage. I've never liked one of these stupid presidents. Not one. Not a one. I like when they F up because then it makes it at least entertaining, you know. I like that. I liked when, uh, you know, the Bush kid was like dodging shoes in the Middle East. He was getting into it because one guy threw a shoe, which is a a sign of uh, major disrespect. And the shoe just missed him. He went like this. And then he went like this. (laughs) And he got all excited because he wanted to play. I love stuff like that. I love when his old man almost choked in Japan. That was fun. Of course, the Clinton stuff goes without saying. Just amazing. Trump, of course, was the greatest at that as far as the show goes. I would openly laugh on my couch watching Trump and his shenanigans. I was never bothered by Trump, if you want to know the truth. I would just openly laugh at the show. It's just a show. I love Biden falling off his stupid bike and tripping up the stairs. Love all of it. But when it comes to thinking that one of these guys is going to make my life uh, significantly better, hell no. Hell no. Yeah, Bush the father threw up in uh, Japan on their uh, prime minister. Yeah, you know, Gerald Ford was uh, a slippery mess. He was always falling down. The Kennedy thing was a real hoot. Did you like talking about Clinton on the radio? Oh, my God. Of course. Of course. I'll be honest. It kills me that I'm not doing a radio show during the Biden thing because that would be a lot of fun. Like the last year of radio I did, and it's on my podcast feed, OP Radio. It's called Best in Last Year because I truly feel like it was one of the best years of radio that I ever did, uh, if you consider everything. I was just having so much fun again. Uh, unfortunately, like, you know, I barely made it into the Trump presidency. And then, uh, you know, then I was shown the old door. <laughs> uh, but of course. Oh, my God. We had, you know, in that short period of time, we had a lot of fun with the Trump. I would have had a lot of fun with the Biden. I had a lot of fun with the Clinton. The Bush, we didn't have a lot of fun with because that crap got real. That crap got real. Because I was thinking, like, why didn't we uh, have a lot of fun with uh, the Bush kid? But the fact is, 
9-11 happened early in his presidency and then everything got really real. So it was, it was a lot harder to make fun of, uh, you know, the Bush kid. Obama, we had a lot of fun with the Obama back in the day, the Obama phone and all that stuff, if you remember correctly. So I've been consistent. I, I always thought it was our job, um, especially when we had the high profile radio show, uh, to just take the, the piss out of everything. Everything. But man, I don't know. I'll say this. We could like, uh, you know, we could calm her down a little bit and have a little discussion. Anthony has become Trump like Opie has become Biden, LOL. That's stupid. I don't like Biden. Does Anthony like Trump? I literally have no idea. I know uh, politically he lines up with like Trump, but I have no idea if he actually likes the guy. And I, I do hope for the one thing I would hope for, if you got me talking about it, I hope that if Anthony likes Trump, whatever. But I really, truly hope that uh, he like makes fun of Trump when when it's when when he does something wacky cuz cuz we were great at that no matter who you know who the president was but here's your open discussion today so you know we would go on the radio and uh beat the crap out of Obama we made fun of Trump when he used to call the show if you want to know the truth we definitely had a lot of fun with Clinton not so much, like I said, with uh, the Bush kid because 9-11. Um, and I really thought it was our jobs back in the day to just take the piss out of everything, the establishment, society, all the ridiculousness that that happens around us. And it really worked for the Opie and Anthony show because like, I'm really bothered. like, To see the old audience just turning on Bill Burr and turning on all sorts, turning on me, whatever, and turning on – uh, a whole bunch of people that were associated with Opie and Anthony. It's a real bummer, but I think it. I think it's time to realize that, um, you know, the, sadly the world has changed because back in the day, our audience accepted us beating the crap out of everybody as long as we hopefully made it funny. People would accept that. All right, I like this guy. Let's say Obama. Believe it or not, uh, there was a bunch of people in the Opie and Anthony universe that liked Obama, and they didn't mind that we were making fun of Obama. But I think it's really time to accept, sadly, that the world has changed to the point you can't make fun of – you can't make fun like you used to. People take it way too seriously for whatever reason. I think we can agree that – as far as the radio show goes, if if, if the Opie and Anthony show was still going with Trump as uh, the president, we would have had a good time with that shit, I hope. But nowadays, man, you know, you can't make fun of Trump, even if it's the funniest thing ever. They'll, people will spin and go, that's not funny. And because you're saying that, you're a lib and you're this and you're that. We just simply can't do it anymore. People are picking sides in the political arena. And uh, look, there's a whole bunch of comedians that are feeling this, you know, and they I've talked to a bunch of them and they're like, yeah, I just don't do Trump material. They can't take it. They literally I'm like, what do you mean? They can't. They literally can't take it. They'll start yelling and screaming and literally will stop my show. And that wasn't the case. A mere, you might have to put close to eight years on it. Like eight years ago, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. People were able to laugh at their guy, especially if it was funny and then as soon as they left the comedy club or sold out Madison Square Garden, then they'd go back to, you know, fighting the, the politics. 
But for but for that hour, hour and a half, they were able to laugh about it, especially if it was funny. And that's just not the case anymore, sadly. Um, yeah, it looks like you guys are good. You know what? Ted Palawat is calling it. So, you know, if Ted Palawat is calling it, then we call it. Hey, what's up? Bill Burr, come on in, man. We're already doing it. How are you? That's Carl, Carl Wes from the Food Network, Guy Fieri's uh, very good friend. We were just talking about, um, here, let me turn on your mic. There you go. I get one of those, man. Look at that little mixer. What? How do you do your podcast? I have like a, a. I got the Guitar Center big stupid mixer. <laughs> right off I've, the I've, I've just why, they, why not, you guys don't not supposed to advertise with them or something. Oh, oh, it's just oh funny. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I mean we're just starting this podcast thing, so I don't I don't have all the advertisers like you do. It's called a Zoom. This is the way to go because then when you're on the road, this is, is so light? fucking easy. Yes. Oh, I mean, shit, I'm stupid. No, we got everything hooked up to it, but this is, and the quality of this thing is, is kick-ass. You can just hold it like this. I think I've taken a picture of that thing like 19 times, but everybody <laughs> has it. I never use it. I never use it. We, uh, 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 so that's Carl. He, uh, he's Guy Fieri's friend, and he's a, he's a Food Network star, and I, I do the <coughs> podcast with him a lot. We have a, oh, all right. We have a really, really good time. So, and he was just, he was just discussing avocado toast as we were waiting for you. Okay. We were, we were already running out of oh, things Bill. to talk about because we got to avocado <laughs> toast. So I'm doing a food I don't understand what the fascination is. It's like literally you just listed the ingredients. Right. Well, this is going to send you to, to That's level what we 100 said. in one second. So I'm doing a Food Network show, and the chef comes up to me. She's like big in California, and she says, uh, you know what I'm known for? I said, who the fuck opens a conversation right, like that? Right. She goes, I invented avocado toast. Dead fucking serious. Well, I said it kind of didn't exist. The last time no. I saw you, I don't think it existed. No, no, that's people <laughs> because it's so simple. Like the people last used it fucking year and a half. <laughs> all of a sudden, like that became like the biggest fucking thing ever. So now everybody's trying to put their twist on it. Oh, it makes well, it even this, worse. But this person's trying to claim they invented it, and Carl's like, "You can't invent. You can't. That's like saying you invented toast. putting butter and sugar on toast. It doesn't. Yeah. You can't invent that. It's that's, an assembly. Exactly. It's not. An, it's not a recipe. So, well, who did think of putting avocado on? That's weird. Weird. No, like because who, who would have thought that would have gone together? In California, they used it all the time. Back in uh, the seventies, you could I, could I tracked it back back to less less. I Pinot. like that she fucking bugged you that much that you actually found the Wikipedia page on avocado toast. <laughs> she did. She fucking me. reams of it. <laughs> I was reading for like two oh, days. and it doesn't stop there. If you follow it back, it goes back to Cologne, Germany. Oh, I kept looking like not your name, not your name. Next page. You're still not here. You're still not here. I yeah. hated her. You know what? That fucking Mario Batali show was going to come back. Then he he did what he did. And now it's gone. I fucking he was one of my favorite. You know something. Yeah, like, I I missed the, uh, the the that show because he just was cooking. Yeah, and somewhere along the line, they just the Food Network kind of went into this whole thing where it was like they just brought all this anxiety to it. Yeah, like you got to make pancakes, you got a straw, yeah. and a fucking some cornflakes. I'm the champion. Like, of how that. the fuck am I going to do this? <laughs> it's just like cooking supposed to be this relaxing, yeah. wonderful thing that you do for yourself or yeah. somebody else, and they just made it this fucking stressful. Them and the Weather Channel. 
they, they went they went fucking just they just they just got into all this everybody's yelling because there's so many channels i should talk with my fucking act but well, like every it's just like i i used to watch i used to just chill out you well, they, know, when I had nothing going on in my yeah. career, I would watch Molto Mario. Yeah. And then uh, I used to watch What's Her Face before she got huge. She, like, took over the whole world. Has Rachel? Own, Rachel Ray. Yeah. And I remember I was with this woman at the time going, I don't know, there's something about her. She goes, eh, she's just nothing. They put a little couple of highlights in her hair, and that was it. Yeah. She used to she used to work on the Upper East Side. She was a, a cheese taster. She would let people chase cheese with the little toothpicks. That's Rachel how she Ray? Yeah. That's how she started. That's how she started. She invented right. it. Yeah, she right. invented it. She invented it. it. Right. Yeah, she was the first person. Everybody used to have them in their hand, and it was gross. She was the one that was like, "Put the toothpick in it," and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so sanitary." She invented the toothpick. Yeah, in the, she was a cheese. She was a visionary. <laughs> she, she's so, a Steve Jobs, a fucking cheese yeah. sample. But going back to the Weather Channel, we're we're getting close to losing one man when they go out there in the storms like that, and they oh, put themselves they in positions, have. and then they have to say, "Don't do this," or "You you shouldn't be outside." But I, I we had a, a two by four uh, flying by on the last storm. <laughs> you see that viral no, video? I didn't see that. Missed uh, the big rock star over there at uh, the Weather Channel. I forgot his name. Well, I think as as climate change or whatever the fuck you're supposed to call it now continues, yeah, the storms are going to get more and more severe. Yeah. With, and there'll be more and more channels covering it, <laughs> which will make them, can we get these people closer <laughs> to what's going on? Right. right. They'll sign a waiver and they'll do some sort of sad thing. That's going to be the funniest montage ever. Because it's going to be the person. It's like if you got eaten by an alligator, like any all the montage of your life is you fucking with alligators. Like that guy, that that, that guy, Steve Irwin. Yeah, Steve Irwin. It's right. like his whole fucking video montage was him fucking with animals, like bringing them all the level of stress that that guy brought to animals all oh into the God. fight or flight. They're looking at them like, is this guy going to eat me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But because it's a snake and shit, people think the snake doesn't have feelings. Well, it's a reptile. It probably. <laughs> <laughs> I liked where you were going with it. So. <laughs> it was making sense. Who is that on the wall there? Uh, see, no one can figure it out. You want to take a guess? This is an ongoing thing uh, on the podcast. Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Has it gotten that bad yet? That's David Lee Roth, believe it or not. Oh, that's just a bad picture. That's you know what he's, he's, he's pulling his face and trying to hit a note. Yeah, but or he's got like uh, a captain's hat on, and then he's got a sheriff st- sheriff star on the hat. He's a mess in that picture. As opposed to what? <laughs> Dude, that guy has had some of the best on stage. I remember one time me and DeRosa, were, and he was living back here in New York. We went. He goes, Dude, look at this video. And it was David Lee Roth. He had on a, a pair of like these skin tight, like pink spandex. You remember those boots from the 70s, those ski boots that look like woolly mammoth of hair? Course, yeah. He had that over that. He yeah. had like ski goggles on <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and no shirt. Right. And was on, on like daytime TV with like Van Halen or something. And was doing this little like sort of dance jump move towards the camera. And he had the mic down by his dick. And it was just like, this guy's just like. But it made sense, right? No, but he's no. He's one of the best front men he, of all fucking time. David Lee, you can't fuck with David Lee. Dude, Ruff. he, uh, and he does great radio over the years we've had him on. And I had him on the show with uh, Doc Gooden. And Doc uh-huh. Gooden's telling some insane fucking drug story that would bring you to tears. And David Lee Roth's on the show, like, thinking it's the greatest thing ever, going, All oh, right, man. 
Rad. That's not good. And is spilling his guts out oh, to us, having fuck, a, pretty man. much a nervous breakdown, telling us his drug story. <laughs> and David Lee Roth is just not reading the room and thinks, <laughs> thinks it's the, the most awesome story he's ever heard. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> One eight ball coming up. Oh, I love that guy. So how's it being uh, back in New York there, Billy? Billy Burr? It's lonely. I'm not back here with my family, and then I go back to all the clubs, and everybody's, like, moved on. Right. So it's weird. <laughs> oh, is they're it? either not there or they're dead. That's basically Jesus. all my friends. Yeah, it sucks. That's one of the things they don't tell you about getting older. But, um, yeah, so that brought it down. You guys want to go back to avocado toast? <laughs> <laughs> so, so your crew's moving on? They're just in uh, – Well, no, they're just like – They just don't all, hang out like they used no, to. No, they've all become successful. They, right. They're like, you know, there's each, each like, level – there's people that move on or just say, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. But, like, there's only so long that you can stay in, like, the same, like, place, I think, before you, you kind of lose it. Yeah. Um, you go solely insane. So I think, I don't know. It's just, it's different. But I'll tell you this, all of these, uh, I saw that Mark Norman last night. Oh, my God, he's is that funny. guy funny. Holy he's really shit. Funny. fucking funny. No, man. I was, it's been a while since I've seen a guy where it was, like, um, like, I was picturing him crushing on Letterman with those jokes. Yeah. And I was picturing Dave laughing, going, like, like it's been a while since I've, I've seen a guy that could, like, you're watching this set late night at a club, and it's like, this is killing late night at a comedy club, and this would also kill yeah. at uh, late night talk show. I mean, that, that's how tight his, his jokes are like. It's been a while. Since, awesome. since he, I've seen a, like a, a joke writer like that, man. he's he's well on his way too. He's he's yeah. doing more and more of that, and uh, and you're playing the garden again, bro. Yep. I mean, is it fucked up to it's, you? I yeah, know you've weird. had an incredible success, obviously. No, it's weird. I got a good story for you. When yeah. I, I was I was back home, and I was doing the Boston Garden. Right, I did three of these things. Jesus, on the I only did three. I remember back in the day, like guys like Dane Cook, he had the same road schedule as like the Celtics, right? <laughs> So I mainly do theater. So I, I did, I did the Forum, and then I did the Boston Garden. So Boston Garden, that's where I'm from. So I got all kinds of friends and family padding the stats there. So it was fucking jam packed. I'm doing it in the round, and I, yeah, there's that feeling when you're backstage going, "This is like a fucking cartoon. This is ridiculous. This doesn't make sense." Uh, people up top gonna feel like they got their money. Having a, basically a panic attack while Verzi was on killing, or Tony V. I forget who was on. And then my phone rings, and I see it's my wife. And I'm like, oh, this is why I married her. She's going to be like, I love you. You deserve this. Go out there. Have a great Remember to have fun. And I picked the phone up, and she was crying hysterically. She was like, oh, my God, me. <laughs> right? And I was like, I thought there was something wrong with that kid. Holy I'm like, what happened? What happened? What happened? Shit. She goes, no, no, nothing bad. I just saw a star is born. It was so good. <laughs> I was literally sitting there like, <laughs> I felt like I was in a sitcom. I was like, are you fucking serious? I go, do you understand what you just did to me? I go, honey, I got a show. And she's like, oh, my God, are you about ready to go on stage? And I was like, yes. And then she was like laughing through crying, yeah. which was so adorable. And yeah. she goes, I'm sorry. Have a good time. You're sorry. Just like, oh and I just, so I just walked out on stage and told that story. And it got a big laugh, and I was on my way. So you know, yeah, yeah. That's she's a not- good start to that. I, I uh, you know, I'm a fan of your podcast, obviously, and she's really good. Nia's oh, really yeah, good no, with no. you. She, you don't put she, her on a lot, but when you do, it's uh, well. Now that I have, now that we have the kid and everything, yeah. it's not. I mean, somebody's got to watch the kids. So yeah. that that kind of killed her 
um, coming on, and uh, and also you know just the ridiculous level of adjustment to your life. Like um, some have been talking about on stage is how they don't tell you that when you have a kid, like how much that what that does to your relationship with your spouse. Where it's like you guys go from this looking at each other to you just staring fixated on the kid. And not even in a bad way, but if you guys don't check in with each other, you just start fucking drifting apart. And like, we got to the point where we were just like passing each other in the hall, like, what's up? You know, just, <laughs> like, when you just see somebody late night on the street, you know right. what I mean? You just give them the obligatory yeah. hello. So we had to kind of like, then it's like, now we're, now we like go on like dates, but then we go on dates and like 10 minutes in, we're showing pictures of our daughter. Hey, you see this one? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we're like, this is normal, right? But we, but you, like, you really have to make an effort. To uh, be like, hey, you still cool with me? You know, <laughs> I'm I'm a few years ahead of you in that game. Yeah. It, it gets way better, but I, I could totally relate to that because because your daughter's only not even two yeah, not yet, even two right? going to be uh, yeah. No, you're two. still you guys are still in it. Like she doesn't move around a lot yet, right? No, she's walking. And so so, but she's put, staying in one room more or less. But it's definitely now you're, she, cha- no, you're, you're you have started the chasing chasing. Around. So now okay. it's like you know what the deal is. They walk into a room and it's just like gravitate to whatever can fucking hurt them. Yeah, yes. it's <laughs> like you got all these toys that are all safe and they're like, oh, an outlet. Oh, <laughs> they, they stick their finger in it. Yeah, you go in there. They're playing with the cord and they got it around their <laughs> neck. And it's like I left a half a second ago. You know it's what I crazy. mean? Fucking, that's your whole job. Yeah. So make sure they. Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's just something that, like, yeah, me and my wife used to, we used to be that couple. Like, we, I loved it because people would be like, man, you guys laugh all the time. Me and my wife, me and my girlfriend used to laugh. We used to inspire people. And then we kind of became, it was, it was bad. It was rough for a little bit. We were just like, what happened? We used to laugh, man. <laughs> like, ah, and, yeah, you got to give yourself a break, though. Yeah, no, oh, but no, we, we got it. two years, forget it. Yeah, no, we got it. We, we kind of got the thing back where okay, I, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you know what I did, dude, is I just stopped fucking arguing i'm just like done with it and whatever she tells me to do i just do so now we're getting along great so i'm happy with that but there's this underlying resentment i have where i'm just kind of like oh so basically if we do everything that you want yeah like we're gonna get along great and there's all this fucking shit out there about oh you know all these fucking women you know just every day just like just bitch moaning and complaining about how fucking difficult their lives are in America, which is so funny to me. It's just like, why don't you look up the kid that had to sew your blouse together? I think you'd feel a little bit better about your position in the world. No, the level that they're talking. I mean, right. my favorite thing was when those two women, I'm not going to say their name. They got arrested at that fucking thing. Don't say their name. Sure. And they come walking out and they're doing the black power like they're like they're black yeah, like yeah. they're at the 68 yeah, olympics yeah, yeah, yeah. and they went through slavery <laughs> and it's like it's like you're a blonde white woman exactly. what are you doing uh, it's just fucking like and it's, it's, a, it's and yeah. everybody's so afraid to get in trouble or get fired that everybody yeah but then every whisper is going to what the yeah. fuck was that what the fuck was that it, it's, so. it's a great angle because uh in other places of the world you're sending your eight-year-old off to a some sweat factory with a, a lunch pail. or deliberately maiming him so he can get a, he can get an <laughs> yes! extra fucking yeah. ruble or yeah, some exactly. shit yeah it's crazy. i mean but like, as a as a latin person you know, I grew up with real As a person of color in this culture, how do you <laughs> this current climate? Well, I how do up, you navigate avocado toast? I'll tell you one thing, Bill. I, uh, growing up, people I experienced real racism. Real straight to me straight up, you know, you're spick, you're this, you're that, you're that. Right. The old the Archie Bunker stuff. Yeah, the Archie Bunker stuff. Everybody was the way you know, they used to call me, Hey Taco, come over here, do this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Cuban, they're like, I'm doing your favorite, Taco. Vamonos, vamonos, yeah, rapido, yeah, let's go. Yeah. 
and being in the restaurant business, I mean, there's nothing lower than that. You know, I started from the bottom as a dishwasher. Right. Nothing bothered me then as much as it does now as people that have never experienced racism explaining to me what I need to be offended about. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, here we go. It's, it's, it's mind-numbing. They don't realize how... There was a there was a there's a thing in well, Times thing Square. Is, you're not smart enough to understand that you're being insulted. You need somebody <laughs> white to explain. But it to it's you. so annoying to me. <laughs> it's, it's worse than you calling me being derogatory. It's it just feels like you treat me like I'm an idiot. I took a sociology class. <laughs> I, un- I understand your plight. Let me re let me explain to you what I'm doing to you. <laughs> like everyone, you know, I, I worked for this French chef who literally told me he's like, well, you're you're Latin, you know. God made you small because you're, you're, you're supposed to go in holes and dig ditches. Yeah. You know, that's what your culture is. Right, you're, right. you're a bread culture. We're not. We're a culture by choice. This is how he's talking to me, right? Was he wearing a beret? <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing a big toque. But let me I love this guy. Yeah, he was crazy. I mean, old 70s French chef, you know, hated everybody. But I stuck it through, and that guy went up to bat for me when I, when I, when I went through all his bullshit, and he treated me better than any fucking Spanish guy would have ever in the world. He he went up to bat. He got me. Sounds an extra like an shit. officer uh, and a gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> he really he really helped me out. But now everybody. I want to make souffles, sir. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, My grandmother like, wants to make well, souffles. It's, like it's, that. it's exhausting. And I, I was talking to, about you before you got here about comedy in general and how you you're more or less escaping the whole uh, PC bullshit, mean spirited. No, not, not not escaping it because there's nothing well, to escape. What they do is I, I've learned through. All Things Comedy started this podcast yeah, network. Right. How few people you need to tweet at the same time to start trending. Right. So you're really seeing this is it like they're misreading where this whole political correctness and shit. People are just trying not to get in trouble. They don't agree with it. So they're misreading like where people are the same way they misread this last election. I think today, I don't know, dude. I got a like if if you're a Democrat, I got a bad feeling because all of these fucking people, like all of these celebrities that go out there trying to rally people right, to, you vote. Know, to vote blue. It's like yeah. you're being broadcast where people in red can see it. It'd be like if you were fighting a war and you're going to do a surprise attack on Japan and they're watching you talking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't understand how they don't think that a bunch of people right. do my fucking guy driving me over from the airport. Like, I'm voting all fucking red. I'm voting all fucking red. <laughs> right. And it's just like, I don't know how, like. Well, this, I, well, all you do is this, is somebody in the public eye telling people you know what to vote for. All you, like people are smart; they know who they're going to vote for. All you're doing is just catching the attention of some guy in a white van with right. two fucking seats who just wants to do something crazy. That's the only guy that you're going to you're Very changing smart. him in that he's now going to go after you. Well, well, there's a couple of things. It's an insult to my intelligence when the celebrities are coming forward and saying you got to vote. Basically, what they're saying is don't you you got to vote Democrat. Right. You're That's right. what they're saying. They're yeah, trying to act like are. it's non. Yeah, yeah, somebody asked me to are. do Trust that. Me nuts. It's like yeah. Somebody try right. asked me to do that, and yeah. then I, I don't get involved. I'm not yeah. fucking gonna sit, there. dude. I flunked everything in high school. Who the fuck am I to tell these people what to vote for? And they go, no, this is nonpartisan. It's like, have you Liars. looked at the people that you yeah, have on yeah. this? This is not like yeah. if I stand anywhere near half of these people, look at their fucking Twitter feeds. Yeah. I'm not fucking sticking my head on that yeah. chopping block. I'm, I'm just insulted. I, I I would rather them say we all want you to vote. Democrat instead of this, like, you need to vote because you're an American. Well, they did that last election. So now what they're trying to be is like, it's really important to get out and vote. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, I understand that. 
What else? You know, oxygen is probably one of the more important gases in the atmosphere. And you want to make sure that you keep breathing. Oh, thank you, fucking I, we, third lead on a sitcom. <laughs> but we live in New York where your vote truly doesn't matter. It's so democratic that I know we're good. We're good uh, in this state. How about in Jersey? I'm voting for a Cuban felon. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a Republican billionaire. Just like, I don't care. I don't, it doesn't matter. No. But, uh, uh, no, but what, I was going to give you a compliment, though, because you're, you're more or less skating it because your comedy's so damn honest. And I no, think, it is, and I think no when, there's nothing malicious behind because people always go, you, you, you get away with this. And it's like getting away a plot implies that I meant something malicious. I don't. I'm up there. I'm a fucking moron. I don't read. <laughs> and I'm up there to make you laugh. Right. And like th- and there's some people, you know, you drive across their front lawn. They get upset, even though you've been driving over everybody's fucking yards the whole time. There's just, you know, those those they're fucking babies. Yeah. And. You know, nowadays, you know, you need controversy to, to make something sell. So you can do a show in front of a thousand people and 999 enjoy it. But if one person didn't, that becomes the story. The person who fucking did it. And it'd be like, I got a fucking partial standing ovation. One person walked out. If I was a fucking president, if that was my approval rating, I would be the yeah. most popular president ever. Like this, this is, you're, this is not. Well, why do we focus on the one person? Money. Yeah, but that's what I told you. Money, because then people stop because there's a million channels. People watch people yelling at each other. That's what the fuck happened at ESPN. You had PTI. We had two people who were actually friends. And they were like, they would get heated. And they distilled that down to people like people yelling about sports. And ESPN went this horrible fucking period where they just would have, they would just skip Bayless. They'd be like, that guy would literally argue if you said you need air to breathe. He'd be like, oh, I'll tell you. He He would just argue the other side. It's just like. I'm kind of happy he's not there anymore. I feel like after a while, he's like, guys, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a video about Skip Bayless, Skip arguing with Skip. So they made the oh, little yeah. oh, cuts. That's great. So it was literally on, on the same side. It was Skip yep. Bayless on a different day saying yeah. the opposite thing. And he sat in his giant house watching that cackling yeah. as of course, it echoed. Of course. Exactly. As it echoed through all the empty yeah, like cathedral yeah. ceiling. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got tired of furniture in the, the whole house. But, but, but the point I told you guys years ago when they, they did this to the radio guys where it was it was always the minority they got the the radio shows fired it wasn't a massive majority it was like holy shit we got to get uh, rid of this certain show it was always one fucking small group of people that had all the power and i would yell to the executives like we ignore those idiots they don't mean anything in the in the long run and now well, it, feel, it feels corporate... like it's starting to happen with comedy a little bit well that's well fortunately we don't make money for a corporation if we made money for a corporation we would all be fucked i mean yeah. i guess we do in a way with the promoters, but like yeah. corporations are like if one nickel is going to roll out the door, like with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing with the NFL, at first they were supporting, trying to be progressive, and then all the racists who were watching it, who made it about, you know, fucking Iraq and Afghanistan, even though they kept saying this is about police brutality. Like, my brother's fighting in Iraq. It's like, dude, nobody <laughs> is saying your brother is in Iraq. You're not listening. You're right. arguing a different argument. Right, right. But those people stopped watching and blah, blah, blah. So they actually sided with ignorance and racism uh, in a way because but they were doing it for financial reasons yeah so they're like all right let's squash these five or six people that are doing this and these racist people will come back and buy you know fucking whatever a a, a mitch right but whatever side you're on it's money money's the life that's what it is no and all of these that's another thing too is that's why if you notice like you know 
that there's a lot of comics say crazy shit, but you need a certain amount of followers before what you say becomes offensive because they're not going to waste their time hitching their wagon to somebody that they're not going to get traction for. They'd much rather do it when you become like right. a name. Yeah. So the genius of my career is I've never been the guy. So I, I maintain, <laughs> you know, I'm never in the stratosphere. I'm down, was it the troposphere or whatever the right. fuck it is, the one that we breathe. Like, I'm down here. So all of those people Smart. up there, and that's why I, I don't do those fucking politic things, you know, standing there. Uh, yeah. Guy Fieri told me that one time. I, uh, I got in trouble for, for answering a tweet. I was judging a, a competition on the Food Network, and that someone tweeted me, you know, that was racist that the black person didn't win. You know, why did the white person win the cooking competition? I said, because the black person sucked. <laughs> you know, it was that simple. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. No good. That yeah, was no, that was no, no good. good. No, you can't. No bueno. Yes. No bueno. And the, no, and you should have said the black person's dish sucked. You should have said because his no, no, dish, I did. His dish I did. Tastes better. Is I what did. You but I said what you really should do sucked. is you shouldn't answer. That's what I learned. Like that's what I know. You know what I do? I that's just what I learned I, the hard way. Bro. I I hit it back over. I've been saying this on everything. Whenever people like, because now like they literally ask you these fucking career ending questions. Like I'm running for office. I'm like I'm not required to answer any of this. So they'll be like, so what do you think about Louie coming back? I always go, oh, you know, I don't know. What do you think <laughs> oh, about Christ. it? And it's just, and then they start talking about it, and then I don't have to answer. It's just smart. like, oh, hey, Bill, you can, you can afford to pay for your house this month. You yeah. want to fuck with that? <laughs> no. No, I don't. No, I'm going to leave that one alone. Yeah, because you don't mind. You're, you're only allowed to have one opinion on yeah. so many topics now, which is, you know, this opinion of, which is funny. It's allegedly this this left kind of thing, but, like, they're acting like, like the way that they always say that the extreme right acts where they just like, you know, think what we think, say what we say. If you don't, we're going to destroy you. And it's yeah. just like, it's an, like that. that's where because I'm liberal, but I'm not like that. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So, I mean, like, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I, I ran into Louie. We had a nice conversation. He's doing well. And I told him I support him. I, I, I mean, I'm answering your question. Hey, I, again, I, there you go. I, no, he, he, of course he should be able to continue his fucking career. Jesus. All right, well, I have a sofa if you need to crash. <laughs> <laughs> For a day or two. We had a very nice yeah. chat. Uh, he might even come on this thing. We'll see. He said he said an email, and that's uh, – yeah, we'll see. Well, me and my buddies are the network fans of uh, – when you did Live in the Fillmore – it's, you're the only comedian I have in my phone, and we play it because you did a bit about uh, supermarkets, about how they make you do everything. Oh, yeah. No, Newark Airport's like that. I fucking snap. All the self-checkout? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not well, doing you gotta it. We got to pay for your own. You, it you, was, you got to like, literally, we dude, die I, laughing. I hope people yeah. just fucking start stealing shit. And just like, <laughs> but then they'll bring the robots in to fucking drag you <laughs> yeah, off the plane with their metal fleshy hand. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm you, gonna, you don't, I, you don't I, like self-checkout? I love self-checkout. No. At first, I hated it. It's but a now, scam. Why is it a scam? How do people to... not work? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't want to deal yeah, with it's them. It's not like anything's people. any cheaper. Do you understand? You got to check yourself on a supermarket and pay ten cents for a bag. They're laughing well, all the way to the well, bank. Well, the bag thing is ridiculous. That's like hotels. No, you know? it isn't because it, the, you're fucking pollutant. You know, bring your stupid fucking yeah, but, bag. <laughs> no, but the point is, everyone's still getting their fucking plastic bags. Yeah, no, they're, they're still not. Bag. 
They're not. In my area, they are. In New York, they are. Yeah, New York, they don't give a fuck. I think you are, and you think everybody else is. That's probably what's going on there. If I was your therapist, that's what I would say. Well, I'm with you with the- Just because you're doing it. I'm doing it. Everybody's got to be doing it. Carl backed me up in New York. No, he's always- He's done that with any medical issue. He'd be like, he'd be like, hey, your kidneys hurting yet? I'm like, no. Well, they will. They will. It's like, Opie, we're from a different fucking DNA family tree. I don't I don't know what you're Gene doing. Fulio. He did that for fucking years. You're Your eyes go yet? No, Bob. You wait. You wait, bro. You wait. It's just like He's November not... 7th. Well, how old are you? It's going to be November 17th. It's just like. It's not wrong because when he. How self involved are you that you literally, like, all my medical. Like, if I have it, the whole world must have it. He's not wrong because I couldn't wait to wish him a very happy 50th. <laughs> He turned 50. I couldn't wait to text yeah. Bill because I'm like, oh, there's a whole another list of problems now. Wait till no, you I'm get going, this no, I've, I've, I've gone to the do- I've gone to the doctor. I'm I'm fucking you know getting all checked out. Yeah, I did the colonoscopy fucking last month. That's yeah. the easiest thing ever. Yeah, Only thing that is is the drinking the stuff is the, oh, the hard part. Shitting your brains out. It's yeah. actually like it's like ridiculous. Oh. It's like really again. It's fucking ridiculous. But then you just go there. And they go, all right, put this on your face. And they put it on your face. And you just wake up. They do say to lay on your side. It's yeah. like, am I literally helping to fucking date rape myself here? <laughs> and you just... <laughs> you're rape you fucking, rape. Dude, you literally, you breathe in. And then you just go to sleep. And it feels like two seconds later, like, all right, you're good. <laughs> that, that, good. That prop- we just had a whole camera crew up your ass. <laughs> and you have no fucking idea. Well, the two things on that: the propofol is holy shit. You, you could basically knock someone out in you could uh, stop, one second. You, you could stop stop a protest with what's coming out of your fucking. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and the other thing is, we're lucky because the cameras finally got smaller. I know it's kind of a hack bit, but when our parents oh. were getting their colonoscopies, that shit was. The real did they deal. even have? Well, that's why I think oh, Vince man. Lombardi didn't news do it. Camera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vince Lombardi was like, "You're not sticking that thing up my ass," and he just went out. He was just like, oh. "That's that was the old school guy." Yeah, but like, he didn't regret it either. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Those guys were tough. They yeah. didn't give a yeah. fuck. Man, when I was hanging out with my dad at the VFW hall, they all had cancer and they didn't give a shit. Yeah. They don't care. My, I was, my it, brother's a big Harvard card. Cancer was a badge of honor. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they were all older guys, and they lived their lives. Like, when you're young and you're looking at that situation, like, holy fuck, go to a doctor. Like, ah. Fuck it. For what reason? You know, he's missing an ear, and it was... <laughs> You know, it kind of looks like he, oh, he's going out like he wants to go out his refrigerator, Perry. Oh, shit. Pe- pe- I, yes. No, people keep saying all the concern about his drinking and stuff. He goes, he goes, I'm a country boy. I'm back in my hometown. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy as I've ever been. So it's just like, just leave me alone. Isn't he living in his car or a van or no, something like that? No. I read a story about that. I'm going to look it up. I wasn't trying to take it down that road. I just like to drink, and it made me feel good oh, that okay. he didn't quit. <laughs> Fair enough. That he oh, didn't quit. Drink. He was just like, look, you know, I, I got my little fucking juice here that I like drinking. You know, <laughs> I, I got a uh, Patriots question for you because What's the that? other day we were trying to figure it out because I, I like the Patriots because my Jets suck a dick and I had I spent that time in Boston so I have a little love for the Patriots. What was the worst record that Tom Brady had? We were trying to figure this out the other day and I probably should have fucking Googled it after this conversation, but uh, like maybe ten and six was his worst record. Maybe right? no, we didn't make the playoffs the year after the first year. We we won it, and I, uh, so I would imagine that would probably be about nine and seven. But he's been an animal for his entire fucking career. He's one of the best. With all, all dude, the... I went I went to the Packers game and I got to be on the sidelines, and all of no those guys shit. went through the the level of shape 
that NFL players are in. Like, dude, I'm t- I'm telling you, like lightning, fucking. Qu- they they look like superheroes, and there was so many like the D linemen. Now it's like even like the offensive linemen, they're fucking shredded. Like right. it's not like the old days with the you know a lot of fat guys. They everybody down there was shredded, and Brady came running by. I mean, like he looked like he was like fucking thirty. <laughs> 31 he's just well, running but i got like you gotta see this video i took of the guy like he, he looks like like a fucking movie star yeah just zero percent body fat all of them like yeah. we're just out there i was like jesus christ i mean i went back to the gym i thought i was getting in shape i went down there i go these guys are like they're, they're not even they're literally like you know like you ever seen like a supermodel and like how beautiful they are yeah. they had that with like strength yeah. I mean, like, how are these people even fucking human? Like, I just, I was looking at cornerbacks going, if that fucking guy ever hit me, oh, over. Over. We did, then we, I could be like Opie. You get hit by an NFL cornerback yet? Uh, you will. <laughs> we do. You will. You got that coming. You got do, that coming. Bill has no idea. I've gone through some changes in my life. <laughs> we do I'm not that guy anymore. We do a lot but, of events but, with, with the NFL. So uh, wait, but I just wanted to finish with the Brady thing. Yeah. Now that he's what forty, forty-one years old, I, I root for 41. him. I root for him even more now, man, because that's just incredible that he's hyper that he's, that that he's playing. It's not at, your forty-one. It's, it's no, I understand that, but th- he's playing at that level at forty-one is is pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, incredible. He's a big yeah. dude, man. Yeah, I mean, so we do a lot of Food Network events cross with the NFL, and guy likes to just put me in fucked up situations. So we're in the, we're in Miami at the, in this big lobby in this hotel. And he goes to Steve Hutchinson, he's giant fucking dude. He used to play for the Vikings. He's the guy that invented the contract, the poison pill. It's a crazy giant big dude. The poison? So, uh, whatever. It's, called, it's like a contract. It's, a, it's If they cut you, you get your whole contract. He was famous. They called the poison pill. That's what he was famous for, him, oh. him and his agent. But he's this giant fucking Hall of Famer guy. So the guy goes, can you do me a favor? Can you tackle Carl as hard as you can? Holy fuck. We're all drinking. That guy hit me. My shoe came off. Yeah, it was like getting that. hit by a fucking car. What did car. you land on? No, he scooped me up, hit me, and yeah. then put me down like a baby. Like he gave me the impact, but didn't let me fall. Fuck And that. just put me down. My ribs. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. You know, what, I did I get inside like? the NFL and Boomer Esiason was trying to show me this play <laughs> right. where this quarterback got picked up. And I should have been like, dude, I saw the play. But he just came over, this giant guy. And he went to pick me up. And rather than grab me from the back, he did it from the sides. Yeah. And I just heard like. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I felt. And I try to make him feel better. He goes, he goes. Was that your ribs? I go, no, nah, I think it was my back. He goes, I think it was your ribs. Dude, I had, like, muscle spasms. Like, I was out in L.A., yeah. like, a week later, like, ah, yeah, ah. Yeah, that's and how Everyone was laughing at me down the comedy store. And it was just, like, six weeks, nothing you can do. And then, you know, like, the first week sucked. But then, like, so I went on a show recently. The guy, that guy is so fucking funny. So I go, like, uh, I go, boom, I go, you're like a fucking Great Dane. You don't realize how big you are. Yeah. I go, you're <laughs> six foot five. I'm barely 5'10". And he goes, well, it's not my fault your parents are small people. <laughs> Like, he just didn't give up. I mean, he's breaking balls. He's fucking hilarious. That's really funny. I, when I uh, lived in Buffalo, I went to a lot of Bills games. You'd sit on that 50-yard line or you're on the sidelines. When you see those guys running full speed at each other, it's horrifying oh, to oh, think yeah. of the impact of those fucking hits, man. Yeah. No. They, it's they, horrifying. It, yeah. It's a whole different fucking game when you see it that close. You're like, what the fu- What kind of person can do this? They are yeah. so fast. One of the so fastest fast kids I ever saw so in real big. life was uh, number 45 Raiders, Marcel Reese. Sure. We're doing an event, and guy goes, you guys, I want you to sprint from here to here, but Marcel has to eat chicken, eat chicken fingers on a plate the whole time. So we're running, two chefs, as fast as we can. 
he passed us eating chicken fingers at a hundred <laughs> fucking. It was the most embarrassing. You guys do weird I, shit. Oh, there were chefs, right? But I felt like another species. Like man, I was chefs. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh that, that explains it. Ah, what the hell? That explains all the drugs. Dude, I worked in a fucking restaurant. You guys are lunatics. <laughs> I used to work on a mesquite grill, like oh. glassed in. With the chef, and the only reason why I had the job because the restaurant was slowly going out of business. So I, I went, I became the busboy, the dishwasher, right. and worked you the mess. Moving grill. up, it's like war. Every no, time no, I dies. kept all three jobs at the same time. Yeah, so I had like the bow tie shit underneath my apron, and I would be cooking the shrimp brochettes and shit, waiting for people to finish, like a sitcom. I would like duck down, take the shit off. You come out and I would bust it. Wow. Then, right, yeah. I mean, how many health code violations was I violated? <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> yeah. So then in the back, there was like a like, you know, there's a little window where I put the orders up. And in the back, they used to fucking, I remember they would, uh, they had like a little, I don't, I'm not a drug guy, but a little brown cube that was smoldering under a glass. Oh, they the would, hash. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the old, old sticky yeah. hash. Yeah, yeah the old sticky hash. Yeah. And then they would just go out there. We had a guy who was on, uh, Work release from prison. Oh, man. Like at night, he had to go back to jail. Jesus. There was like, and every, like, there was another guy was a f- fucking raging alcoholic who had lost his drive. I was in North Carolina. He dr- lost his driver's license so many times that he just, he wasn't getting it back. This is in the 80s, too, where you could just like yeah. kill people a couple times, right? He, he lost it indefinitely, so he had this fucking moped. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to ride it to work, and it was the wintertime. And he would be so bleary-eyed, and he'd take a shower at the last second. He always would have, like, frost on his hair. <laughs> like Grandpa Munster, right? Are you kidding <laughs> No, I swear to God. So, oh, so one time, I swear to God. So one time as a joke, dude, this fucking moped, and he lived, and he lived in a trailer. I mean, this guy's oh, life, no oh, way. this was bad. It was bad. So as a joke, because this, this moped was his fucking mode of transportation. We took his moped, and they had, like, this shed built into the hill where we had all the extra napkins and booze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we wheeled it uh, behind it up the hill and put it on the roof. And there was, like, you know, cars would come by, you know, because it was a mall. And we put it up there, and he, just to watch him freak out. And, dude, this guy almost started fucking crying. Came in, my moped's gone. <laughs> freaking out. We were just, and I'm just sitting there. Like, I wasn't in control of the prank, so I was kind of thinking in my head, tell him, tell him, tell him. So finally we tell him. He's like, ah, oh, you motherfuckers, goddammit. And we fucking walked him all the way around, and we get to the top of the fucking thing, and the moped was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had stolen it. Oh, no, but it had a happy ending. They, they ended up finding it. <laughs> And somebody was, I remember it was silver, and somebody tried to, like, do a quick spray paint of it black, and it was all shitty. And I remember the next day, him riding away, and his, with his fucking frosted hair. And I was like, I am the worst human being on the fucking planet, because he, he wasn't even, like, mad. He, I remember you saw it. He goes, this ain't that bad. They painted a little bit. But motor's still good. And I was just like, oh, man. So when, you're, when, you're, when I was starting out, we were, I worked at a restaurant in New York City. You know, one of these big lines where you had the, the chef had the microphone? Uh-huh. So on Saturdays, we would do a collection for cocaine. So we would send the the, the uh, we would send the busboy up to Washington Heights with a ton of money, uh-huh. and then he would bring it back. And before service, there was like uh, cutting boards, and we would put little ounce containers around the cutting board so they would be elevated, and have the pastry chefs make the lines perfect Jesus. and cut the, the milkshake straws, and it would be all ready. So Jesus the Christ. chef would what an orga- operation. Yeah. So the chef would organize, organize it. Right. And the chef was a Cuban guy, so he had a funny accent. So uh-huh. when the cocaine would get there and they were all the lines were ready, he would go on the microphone and go, The eagle has landed. Oh, 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 all through the fucking <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> and then he'd be like, and then in the middle of doing everything, he would organize not only the steaks and that we were making, but he would organize who who had to go next. Yeah. 
So you'd be like, okay, two medium rare, one rare, one short rib. Okay, pastry, cocaine, let's go. Oh, 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 oh. And all pastry says, we'd lift up the cutting board. You'd get your straw. Boom, boom, boom. And then you put it back, and everybody would go back to their stations. It was un- Oh, my. That should be in a movie. It was, the re- it was real life. Yeah, would you guys be laughing or just like, no, this is normal? No, it was normal. And then, then we were so coked up that we would start making demands, like terrorists. You know what I mean? Because the whole kitchen's coked up. So then we'd be like, chef, we want- Three pictures of margaritas. So the chef would call to the, yeah. the channel manager. He goes, hey, Papo, four, four pitches of margarita right now. Okay, I'm going to want He goes, we can't give you any more alcohol, chef. Oh, no problem. We start cooking. Everybody, take a break. Oh, oh, oh. And everybody would just stop cooking. And here come the pictures of margaritas. And he would say, okay, let's go. Two state meter. You would hold them hostage. Did we you, ever, hold- you ever work at a joint where you could be paid in uh, regular check or cocaine? Uh, no. But if you got paid, it went to cocaine there, anyway. There, it was the nineties. It was it was that's what yeah no. Us. I I was a bartender in Geneseo, and that's how they 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 would ask you. You want to be paid white or green? And if you wanted white, you had to go out the back and up the stairs oh to I don't want to say his name, but whatever. The shit that we uh, used to do. We used to uh, cut. And out. I, I was too poor. I had to always go green. I'm like, you know, I wasn't an altar boy, but I needed green, not white. And the hazing that we used to do, like for you to be part of the squad, we would cut the 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 inside of our pockets out. Uh-huh. So when the new cook would come, we would hold the pot. Yeah. And we'd tell the new cook, go in my pocket and get the matches to light the pilot. So they would go into your pocket and grab your junk. <laughs> and all the fucking, you'd see these 60-year-old kids just fucking, right. we're just abusing them. It was awful back they're, then. They're saying Bill's got to leave. Bro. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, really, really quick, though. First of all, congratulations on the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. Which is fucking weird, living in L.A., being a Red Sox fan. That- but I got to go to the game. You know, I went to game four, you know, had a pretty good time. You know, you always almost get into a fight out there. It's right. just how it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can't believe it, man. Just every time I think we won our last one, yeah. it just keeps yeah. rolling. You, you guys are on a roll. I'm just not a baseball fan anymore. But And then finally, I got to ask you, uh, are you still doing the drum thing before your shows? Yep. I'm actually doing playing the goddamn comedy jam tonight. That's in front of a crowd, but, right? Uh, yeah, dude, I got I got to. No, I mean, um, like Madison Square Garden. Like, oh, yeah. I remember you no, told me last time. Like he he plays drums in in an empty like in this case Madison Square Garden to get all the nerves out. Yeah, Is that your drums? No, no, no. So I, what I you, have... you rent locally and say set this shit up for me. Yeah, I'm going to show you. Uh, this is us at the forum. Playing some Van Halen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. No, dude, it's fucking crazy. And uh, Dean Del Rey comes out and sings. He has a great voice. And uh, isn't that almost more fun than actually doing the gig? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm thinking. I fucked yeah. up because I played for like three hours, and I was like, I, "Did I just shoot my wad for the night?" You know? <laughs> Wait, so you guys aren't doing this for just a little while? You guys, are just... we play. No, dude. This, how many? When am I ever going to get a chance to yeah, do it that's again? True, you never man. know. Now, of course, this won't fucking play in here. Well, is it too long? Ah, we got shitty Wi-Fi, so. Oh, you do? But, uh, oh, that is so good. I, I thought you just did a quick little 10, 15 minutes, but you, you fucking go as long as you can. You yeah. Should, you should ask Matt. No, but no, to, no, but we got a, I got a couple drummers coming down. Bobby Kelly's going to play. And, nice. uh, you know, I try to, like, you know, share it with other people. It's, it's more fun to do it that way than to. Uh, right. Yeah, Conan came down. Conan came down yeah. in Vegas. He played uh, Vegas and uh, at the Forum, bro. He, with, he's, with, he's a really good guitarist. With all the success, to, to, is there ever a time where you're like, "Holy fuck, I can't believe I'm doing this," or is it starting to become kind of a norm for you? No, or no, are there, no, or are there moments uh, where you're just like, still "Well, like, I don't, I don't, I don't take the the ego trip of it, but I definitely, yeah, it's fucking amazing." But you know, there's all this like, 
you know, pressure and responsibility, man. You can't just be like, hey, I'm doing the fucking Madison Square Garden. I've been out doing sets. I got to make sure it's worth the money. Yeah. People got a sitter. They're paying to park and, right. you know, and all of this bullshit. So um, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying it while I'm doing it. But, right. like, afterwards when I know I had a good show, that's the best feeling where you feel like, all right, you know. Because that's the thing. If you fuck them over, they're not coming back. That's awesome. You know. So, anyways, I got to go run yeah, my yeah. app on something else. Uh, uh, yeah, Bill, thanks, man. I really appreciate all right. you doing the podcast. Yeah, and th- I'm glad Great you fucking you. texted me back because I, mi- I missed your text. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, it's, a, no, your, it's, it's, your text. All, it's all good. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. All right. Uh, why don't we wrap up? Joey, wrap it up. We're done. Bye. Bill Burr, everyone. Doesn't your guest have any plugs? I mean, he's got. Wait, his... wait, one other thing. I forgot to mention F is for Family. The yes, season three out. is coming out November 30th. The, I think this is our strongest season. And this season, uh, we have Vince Vaughn is on it. We have two Oscar winners on it now, Allison Jenny and, uh, um, um, Jesus Christ, uh, Sam Rockwell. My brain is tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got Laura Dern, Justin Long, Dave Keckner, all of these amazing, amazing people. And uh, I learned that from Seinfeld a long time ago where he was just like, I'm going to surround myself with the most talented people. Yeah. And they'll uh, help me along as I figure out what the hell I'm doing. So... Uh, thank you for letting me come on here and promote the show. Dude, those fucking stories. My God. <laughs> Crazy. Are amazing. Are amazing. Uh, all right. Yeah. F is right, for bro. Family on Netflix. The third season's coming in... November 30th. Oh, it's right around November the corner. 30, oh, yes. shit. Okay, cool. On Netflix. All right, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Okay. We'll Bill see Burr, you. everyone. Hey, this is Noah from Connecticut. I can't believe what Carl said. But after you get divorced, you start, like, nesting with girls. Literally last week, I'm like, Noah... What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm two years divorced, still like dating all that shit. And I'm like so quick to just be like, you know, I, I go stays over. I'm like, ah, hey, just stay here. You know, I gotta go to work, just stay here. I, I've just never heard anyone else say it. And I'm like, I, I'm like just coming out of it. Unbelievable. Great show. You guys are fucking amazing. Keep it up. I'm glad everyone's happy and healthy. Amen. Amen is right, Noah. Thank you. Hey, Opie, this is Jeff Kirsch from Duluth, Minnesota calling on my Disney uh, hint or cheat, I guess you could say. Uh, what, if you want to get pictures of the kids in Magic Kingdom without all the people traveling down the streets and all that crap that you have to look at in your pictures and see the goofy guys behind your kid taking the pictures, tell them you have a reservation before the, the park opens at Crystal Palace Character Breakfast in the morning and you can get in before everybody else, before the masses get in. Only the people with reservations get in early. You can get to the different parts of the park early and uh, get pictures without anybody else in them. Uh, that's my, my cheat for the day. Uh, I hope you guys have a great trip down there. Thank you, Jeff. By the way, Greg may be at Disney World next week, but we'll still have two Opie Radio episodes coming at you. Here's a bonus. Opie Radio. What the fuck? Radio podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Holy My old friend Bill Bird Hello? just left. Hello? Hello? <laughs> You're on, Carl. <laughs> you fucking did well, my my brother. I was intimidated by Bill Burr. Uh Bill Burr is intimidating. He was. Absolutely. I got nervous like the first time I, I went I talked to you. It was I felt the same way. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Uh over the years, me and Bill Burr, there was one time. Bill admitted it finally on the show. 
He goes, the first time I saw you up, I, I looked in your eyes and went, ah, I know that look. <laughs> <laughs> and we've, we always had this weird understanding that we, would, we wouldn't push each other's buttons. That's where we're kind of uh, similar in a way. I, I, let me tell you, this is the first time I saw you guys together, so I don't know your history really with him. But you guys really look like good, like real friends. Like you guys talk the way I talk with my friends. I mean, we, uh, we not like like my real friends. Yeah. Not like Mike Sappho. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I just like hitting him out of the. He doesn't see coming. <laughs> no, you guys look I'm, like real. Like we're definitely friends. I I, I mean, we weren't like um, hangout friends like he is with a bunch of the other people. But we definitely got along. He did some great stuff for the radio show in the past, and. We always kept in touch, and I was always – I remember the day he told me he was uh, moving to L.A. He just knew he had to get out to L.A. to make things happen. And, uh, happen. He was doing very well in New York and said, no, nah, dude, I got to get out there. And I thought he would go for a month or two, and, man, was I wrong. He went out there and just flourished. Now he's got a helicopter pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he's, he, he's, pretty, he's pretty close to an A-lister, man. Oh, yeah. You know? So he's, that, a, he's, a, he's a really – he's a funny – like people say, he's a comics comic. Yeah. You know, he's really smart. Yeah. And that was really cool. Like, you know, still checks out comics. He's talking about Mark Norman and stuff. That was right. pretty cool. I, I guess I was trying to explain to him that, you know, he's skating through all this PC garbage and this mean-spirited thing where now comics are going after other comics for being mean-spirited or that's hateful. You know, uh, funny's funny. That's We come from that that world. If it's funny, it's that's it. That's all you should worry about, but not in this new world of comedy. And I was trying to explain that to Bill. The, one of the reasons he skates is because he sort of has this I don't give a fuck attitude, but he does. Right. He does give a fuck, and he works really hard at his craft. But he also is so damn honest with his comedy that people will accept that. Right. You know what I'm saying? They know they're not looking at a phony up there. They know that, that, uh, that they're looking at someone that's pretty special, that really knows how to break down uh, society in general and what's going on in this crazy world of ours. Yeah. And they will accept some, some of the harsher stuff because, A, it's incredibly clever and incredibly funny and incredibly honest. You got those three things, you know, then uh, all this PC culture crap, they, they can't touch you. They uh, can't touch you. But one thing, one thing there's so much... The culture is so small. This PC culture. If you see the amount of people on Twitter that are actually outraged, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. Like even when I deal with a troll, you know, like once you once you go at them, a big fan or something, and I've met a couple of them. Yeah, and they're just, just nothing. You know what I mean? Like it's they have these giant personas on 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 social media, and then you meet them. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you realize you can't fight those people, like I said in an earlier podcast, it's like fighting with a ghost. You know, it it makes it way more okay. Because but there's certain things that trigger me, like there, there's that I oh, have to I, say I, something. I have to. Yeah, you yeah. know, like when when, I, when there's someone that doesn't know me or doesn't know Opie and is like, he's going to break your heart. Like, I'm like, what? what? Here's what blows me out. I'm like, what? At what point? I'm on Twitter all day, right? So at no point do I read something from a celebrity yeah. or someone that I follow yeah. and decide to talk to them like I know them. Like there's no – it's like I'm not like 
David Hasselhoff, you should really cut down the drinking, man. Like, I love you. And, yeah. you know, like, what are you doing? Like, that, it well, just seems like there's something, you're, something's off with you. I, I'm, I'm so frustrated by that misconception because it's just complete and utter fucking bullshit. Of I can show you is. my phone. I got a million fucking friends. I have too many friends. I, <laughs> I, I wish I didn't have half these fucking friends I have. <laughs> I hear you. But those assholes from the past really, really set something for, uh, uh, forth and, and people just bought into it. Right. It's unfucking believable, man. You know? That's yeah, I didn't me. get along with uh, a few people from uh, the the old radio show. Yes, but I, I but I also got uh, along with a ton of fucking people. Oh, I get the same shit, man. I get the same. How am I gonna break business. your heart? You're a grown man. I'm a grown man. I don't even have a heart. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean?